Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast and where we help you graduate college with your dream job lined up. But before we get on to today's episode of the podcast, I want to share with you guys a training that I created on helping your resume and application beat over 90% of all other applicants. I created this training after almost six years of figuring out a way to making sure that when you submit your resume, that your resume actually gets noticed and it doesn't get deleted by the applicant tracking system. So if you're one of those students that are tired of submitting applications online and never hearing back, you need to check out this 20-minute training that I created. So if you want to learn more about this training, all you got to do is go to my website, masteringcollege2career.com forward slash resume dash training to get access or check out the show notes. And now without further ado, enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Today I got my main man, Luis Guzman, back on the show, man. Welcome back home. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Daniel. Thank you for having me here. My man is back. So guys, Luis is just one of the best students that I've ever worked with. So I've worked with hundreds of students, but um, I just have this special spot in my heart for Luis because this guy, man, he went from, and, and you, he could tell you guys, but he went from applying to 20 plus companies and not even hearing back and then really just executing and diving in into all the content of Mastering College to Career. Like he like listened to all the podcasts and this is a transformation that I've seen in the last year, year and a half that he's been in my life and I've been in his life um, has been huge. Like he's seen me transform, how I've grown in, in building this business and I've seen him go um, and become the, the amazing college student that he is now and how he now helps and mentors college students. So Louis, man, I'm, I'm so happy to, that you're back, man, back on the show. Oh my God, I'm excited, you know, there's so much to share and definitely it's been a journey with you and I've grown so much from just like following your advice throughout these years. Man, that's awesome. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about where you started at. Like, like everything. Start from the beginning, man. From the beginning, when I was in a community college, um, I was kind of excited to go to a university, but I was lost as well once I transferred because UCF is a massive school. And for most students that are international or first generation students, you don't really know where to start. So I actually um, heard about Daniel on LinkedIn. One of my friends recommended me the podcast and I tuned in when he was in episode 12. And ever since, I listened to every single episode and reached out to him on LinkedIn, engaged with his social media as well. And this one time that he came to UCF to speak to in a keynote um, event, I approached and that's pretty much how we actually met. And so, yeah, we're not, this, this podcast episode is not so much about like how we met and everything like that. I think we talked about that in the first episode. But really what I want to talk about is kind of like some of the things that college students might be like listening. Like, here's the thing, like we all know what to do, right? Like if you want to lose weight, you just have to eat uh, less calories. You have to burn more calories than you consume, right? Same thing. Like we know like a lot of students watching and listening to this podcast, they might know that they need to network. They might know that they should have a resume but they're not really executing the strategies or they're not really putting out content on LinkedIn or they're really not going above and beyond. And one of the things that makes you different 
is that you execute, right? And one of the things that I, I really believe is the reason why you're having so much success and you went from like having trouble getting a company to even call you back to now co companies that you've never applied to are like calling you and talking to you about the opportunities that they might have. Like it's because you have executed. And, and so I want to talk about that and, and, and to, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest reason why college students are just not executing? I don't think they want it enough. I feel like they say they want it, but in reality, if they're not going at it, it's because either they're afraid or they don't have enough guidance. So how much of it do you think that maybe is it because they, they are afraid to fail or they're afraid to get rejected? Or they're afraid to try new things. Like I understand that a lot of the advice that I give is maybe progressive. I, I, I like to think it's progressive <laughs> um, and not unconventional. And maybe it's out of their comfort zone. Like, and, and I'm trying to like figure out a way to position the content or word it differently or share more examples to show students that it's okay to try. They, they should and they will get results. I don't know, man. Help me out. I feel like what we're doing on LinkedIn with student ambassadors of the Master in College Career brand was helping a lot and um, you expand your awareness and a lot of students see those ambassadors grow from your content and grow from your advice. So then they're like, oh, he was just like me a semester ago. Now he's getting these internships, he's getting these offers. So maybe seeing someone like a role model kind of thing would help other college students that are a little afraid of trying new things and getting out of their comfort zone. What motivates you? Like, okay, let me ask you a question. When did it click? When did it click? Like, shit, this works. Like, shit, like I am getting results, man. Now, if I say shit, does that mean this is not a clean episode anymore? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyways, <laughs> well, when like was there like an overnight thing, a light bulb that went in your head, and you're like, oh wow, like this is working, or like were you fully committed from day one, and you're like, I'm gonna execute every single thing, or? Or is it like, well, let me see if this works and let me see if this works. Like, how, like walk me through your train of thought. It actually clicked. I remember that moment and I decided to get involved and I realized how much other students were doing and how little I was doing. And I was talking to a 19 year old and he had already like some company and he was doing an internship with Lockheed Martin. And then I looked at myself, I'm like 20 years old. Then I'm like, wow, I haven't done anything. I work 40 hours a week in a retail job and I get literally straight A's, but I still haven't gotten any internships. I haven't really moved towards my desired career path. And I went home that night and thought to myself, I need to make a change. I need to stop being comfortable and working that retail job that is paying me good money and I can pay my bills. And I need to transition to get that experience that is actually going to set me up for success for the future. Yeah. You know what? That is, you bring such a great point because, um, in your particular example, you, like many college students were working their way through college, right? They were either in his scenario, he was working in a retail outlet. It was a luxury retail outlet, which he paid, he made really good money. Like he made okay money as a college student. A lot of students that I see work as servers. So between retail and serving is the two most popular jobs that college students make. And one of the biggest objections that I get from college students is that they can't quit their job because they have bills to pay. So that is stopping them from getting internships. And you had to make that tough decision. And talk about what was going through your head. You talked about it a little bit, but talk to me a little bit more. What was going through your head 
ultimately why you made the decision and what has been the result because you transitioned from a retail job to a internships and then internships and then internships. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember I was working at Disney Springs at the coach store making about $15 an hour, which I thought it was pretty good money. And then I started looking for internships and I decided to take that pay cut because my first semester I got an externship in financial advising and it wasn't paid. But that set me up for success to then get my summer internship, which was in Universal Studios, making about $13.50 an hour, which still was a pickup for me, but yeah. I was getting that fi finance experience in my field that mm -hmm. set me up to get other opportunities that now are paying me so much more money. But if I hadn't made that decision of taking that pay cut at first, I wouldn't be where I am. And I feel like a lot of times you got to realize that it's short-term suffering for long-term success. Yeah, and, and that's critical for students to understand. Look, you, internships are gonna be the reason that you get into this top level tier one companies, right? And you need that critical experience and relevant experience in your field of study. And like Lewis's example, he was making $15 an hour. His first internship, he made less than $15 an hour. It was still a paid internship. And I highly suggest you focus only on paid internships. I do not believe that you need to do a free internship first. Those days are over. You can go as your first internship, get a paid internship. And what has happened is that because of his first internship, that became the block and the reason why he was then able to get other internships that even paid more than what he was making at the retail shop, right? Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, no, I went from making $15 an hour in retail to making $25 an hour for, for my internship at RSM. Yeah, so think about that, right? He was making $15 an hour in his retail job. Then he downgraded to a paid internship that was in his major, in finance, making $13 an hour. Because of that first paid internship, not because of his retail job experience, because of his finance internship, he got a second internship making $25 an hour for a top five accounting finance firm. So that is what I'm talking about. And then that second internship will then allow him to get more experience at his resume and get a really, really great job offer, which he already has a job offer. But I'm just saying, imagine if he had more time, what he could have done. Like if, imagine if he would have started earlier. So I think about that all the time. That's one of the big things that I tell people. Um, I started when I was a junior. If I have, if, if I have done this when I was a freshman, I don't even know what my resume would look like because I'm graduating with four internships and a job offer or maybe more, depending on how I perform. Yeah. But just imagine as a freshman, man. Wow. I, I just I, so you have four internships, right? You have a good four internships. That is a lot of social proof to show companies that you are the right candidate. The fact that four big companies have offering you internships and you have great reviews and recommendations from those companies will open so many doors to full-time jobs and it's not about you getting more full-time job offers like that's just a vanity number really that's just like likes and comments on a, on a linkedin or instagram post what matters most in this situation is he getting a job with one of his top five to ten companies and it is the case in this scenario he got a job from one of his top 10 companies two semesters before he even graduated. So what I'm trying to teach you and for you to understand is you do not wait until you graduate to start applying for full-time jobs. You actually do them as early as you can. 
like big companies that hire top talent understand the top talent they're fighting for those people. So they're going to give those, those job offers earlier and earlier as they can to attract this top talent. So in Lewis's situation, I mean, what does your semester look like now? Like you're, this is your final semester and are you stressed about like graduation? Not even a little bit. I really work 40 to 55 hours a week and I go to school twice a week, but I'm really focused more on my career, still performing in school, but now I'm just cruising back because I know I have another internship lined up for summer and I have a few offers for when I graduate from college. So it's just enjoying the ride. <laughs> it's like enjoying the ride. Like that, that is like, that is the best case scenario. And look, I'm, I understand Lewis is an outlier. And as much as I think Lewis is amazing, I don't think that there's something that you can't do yourself watching this because it is just about the execution. Look, I meet thousands of students every year and I tell you, you are your number one's biggest enemy. You are the one that's in your way. If you can take yourself out the negativity of that equation, if you can just execute the strategies that you're listening to this podcast, if you read the book, like if you follow those strategies, you will get similar results. Am I promising you that it's going to be the same as Lewis? No, Lewis did a great job, right? But I will tell you, the amount of effort that you put into executing the strategies, you will get that amount of results, if not better. Any last words of advice? Definitely do not be afraid to reach out to people and yeah. ask for mentorship because that was one of the biggest things. Go talk to your instructors because they know people in the industry and also they can write those letter of recommendations you're going to yeah, need. Yeah, crucial. Start building a career portfolio as well that you're going to bring to that interview and that's automatically going to make you stand out yeah. and make sure you follow up with handwritten thank you notes like you taught me. He said a couple of really great things. Building a relationship with your professors is crucial. Following up emails, thank you cards is all crucial. And building a career portfolio is going to help you stand out. Not many students do that. So here, if, if you want, if you're okay with this, I would love to share my career portfolio and an example of Lewis's career portfolio with you. So if you need help building a career portfolio, I will leave a link on this podcast and I will I've built a worksheet that will help you build a career portfolio that includes an example of Lewis's and an example of mine when I was a college student that's going to allow you to build your own. So if that's important to you, hit the link below. Put your email, download this document. I really think that's going to help you. Lewis, man, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It was a great pleasure, Daniel. You're the man. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this, make sure you leave me a review and catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.